0: This is Together 24-7, episode 134.
1: Have you been looking for a different way to increase business, a better way to get your message out there to the masses, a great way to tell the whole world, hey, I am the absolute best at what I do. A commercial's not going to do it. Blogs, not everybody reads. But what about a podcast? It's worked for us. It can work for you, too. Maybe you haven't done it because you're not sure what to do. We've created a couple of classes just for you. First is our 10-session self-paced online course, Zero to Launch. It's a self-study course. You download it. You do it at your own pace. And at the end of it, you are a podcaster. Our second class is a live class. We do it via internet, almost a webinar style, but it's live. It's interactive. And we start them a couple of times a year. You can find the schedule at our website. So, either do the self paced course or the live course. Find out information on both at www.fifthtowersolutions.com. That's fifth, F I F T H, towersolutions.com.
0: Welcome to Together 24 7, the show that talks to entrepreneurial couples about their business lives, their personal lives, and how to balance both without driving each other crazy. Here's your host, Barry and Catherine Cohen, showing how you can be business partners with your sweetheart and sweethearts with your business partner. Barry and Catherine have been married since 1996, in business together since 2003, and have survived to talk about it. Welcome to Together 24-7. I'm your co-host, Barry Cohen.
1: I'm your co-host, Catherine Cohen.
0: And you are my wife.
1: That too. And your business partner. And boss. And the person who picks out your clothes when we have to go out.
0: I'm getting better at it.
1: It took 20 years, but yeah, you're getting better at it. All
0: I know is you don't mix different patterns. That is correct. No, no two. you can't wear patterns on the pants and patterns on the shirt.
1: That is correct, But I can
0: wear patterns on the socks. Yes. Okay. God, I hate dressing. Give me shorts and a t-shirt and I'm happy. All right. All right. Who's with us today, Kat?
1: Ali and Stephanie Afanja. And Ali, tell us your your full name because I wasn't going to try it.
2: Yeah, I know it's a tongue twister. Um, it's Adetokunbo. It's it's originally um, is a Nigerian name that means king from another land. Um, you, my parents gave birth to me in in um, Alabama, Birmingham, so that's why they felt to give me that 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 type of name. But very proud of it. Very proud of my heritage.
0: I, you certainly are. So uh, I, 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 I have to, to wait. I have to make a comment. King from okay. another land. <clears throat> so you are the Nigerian king oh, yeah. that keeps sending me the emails? <laughs>
2: yes. <laughs> yes, I am him. L- live in the flesh. Finally, after <laughs> all these him. years.
1: We him. Yay! That is funny. I didn't even think of that about that. So yes, you were, according to your bio, you were born in Birmingham, Alabama. Then you guys moved to Lagos, Nigeria for a yes. little while. You mm-hmm. lived there for seven years. You came back and you settled down in New York. Um, your dad was a scholar. Your mom was a business owner, and your life was very disciplined, very structured. You had to get a good education and live a healthy lifestyle. That's that's what you did in the uh, Afanja in the Afanja household. So, no slacking children there.
2: Yes, in the midst of mid nineties New York, very chaotic environment. But my my my, my parents did persevere and raised uh, three intelligent young men. And yeah, I'm definitely, definitely pleased that they made such circ- uh, sacrifices. I was just in Africa, Nigeria. Um, how long ago was this, day? Wow. Like three, like three, three weeks. weeks ago. I was there for over two and a half weeks. I make the trip yearly. And, you know, it's just a very humbling experience. You know, a lot of the things that we take for granted here in the States, man, you know, you see it firsthand how people just make it with little or nothing.
1: Absolutely. So, so many places are like that. So, you were surrounded by, yeah, New York in the '90s, drug that, use.
0: That's when we left.
1: That's what. Well, yeah. we left toward the end of the '90s. Yeah, drug use, gang involvement, yeah. all, all, that. all that stuff that you know. And and not only doesn't doesn't only plague New York City. I think it plagues every place. I think it. You know, it it. it you've got those kind of peer pressures in you know. Bumpkinville, middle of America,
2: Definitely.
1: It, you know, and instead you chose track and field, basketball, boxing, weightlifting. And that's how, uh, and that's how you got to success. You were in the U S Navy. Thank you for your service.
2: Thank you so much. I appreciate it.
1: And, uh, then you went back to Norfolk, Norfolk state university. Now, did you guys meet at Norfolk state? Cause Stephanie, you got a, a degree over there as well.
3: I did get a degree over there. Now we didn't meet on campus, but we we were uh, we did meet through some mutual friends from Norfolk State University. the The gentleman here was actually pledging a fraternity, and um, and and they were sponsoring a car wash for um, for charity. And one of the the brothers called and said, asked would I come by and support the car wash, and I did. And um, when I got there, I, I was getting my truck washed, and I, and I saw Mr. Afonja here f- across the um, the the way, and. Um, I- basically he was shirtless
2: so that was <laughs> i gave a no choice barry i gave a no
0: i'm choice, telling boy. you you know I'm, I'm hearing the story i've got the car wash song going in my head
1: yeah and i, I you know and I've, I've, i'm kind of picturing ali you know in the short shorts the cut off jean shorts uh <laughs> you know now, and... did you
2: have the
0: long hair yes. back
1: then
2: too my exact outfit How'd you guess? <laughs> it, was,
3: it was just almost exactly like that.
2: So, <laughs> no short shorts, though. I had pants on. I didn't have short shorts on. You didn't need them. Um, your
0: your abs were so good, you didn't need the short shorts. I didn't, I didn't need
2: it. I didn't need it, Barry.
1: <laughs> so
3: I thought, you know, uh, the friend who invited me, I said, well, who's that guy over there? And he said, well, um, I'm going I'm to introduce you to him because he's just about to graduate. and." And at the time, I was already working for a large company. I had been working for many years as a clinician and managing some clinical programs. And um, and and he said, you know, he's got to get a psych degree and he wants to get into get a job over here. And so I want you to meet him anyway. So he introduced us and. Kind
1: of history from there. He called me before I even got back home from the car wash. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> desperate, desperate, desperate. desperate. <clears throat> oh, that was sweet, I, I Ali. Don't that, that was part, very but sweet of you. I let it ride. You let it ride. <laughs> <laughs> so, you have a, Ali, you have a bachelor's in psychology, a master's in sports psychology, and you guys uh, co founded Holistic Family Sor- Solutions in 2013, uh, Family Restoration Services. Uh, Children's Fitness Academy, that was in 2007. And Families Overcoming Obstacles Together, Foot, in 2011. Uh, Ali, you are a proud member of Kappa Alpha Psi. Gee, I wonder why you're so proud of your membership there, Stephanie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Stephanie, you're... (laughs) Exactly. Stephanie, you're originally from Hampton, Virginia. Um, Growing up, you were into school and church. Your mother was an evangelist. Now yes. I, I thought that was bad. I, my mother was a, a crazy Italian,
0: but wow.
2: <laughs> hey, I know a lot about crazy Italians. I'm from Staten Island, New York. So
0: I'm. So am I. We'll yeah. talk afterwards. Yeah, cool,
3: cool. <laughs> so. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I had a pretty, um, a pretty straight up and down upbringing. You know, anything I did, I had to sneak to do it. So <laughs> got pretty good at that. <laughs>
1: We won't get into that. It's not no, that kind of a show. <laughs> um, so, lots of church for you. Uh, violin, you play the violin. Do you still play?
3: I don't. I don't play. Uh, my son recently got into guitar, and I and I was you know reminiscent of some of the my past with strings, but. No, I, I haven't played in years now.
1: Well, you got to pick it up again. Yeah. You were a member of the Kiets, which was a civic club. You've done a lot of charitable work through charitable organizations because Mom made you.
2: <laughs> You've
1: got two <laughs> sisters that uh, grew up the same as you. And now you guys are married. You've been married for seven years. You've been in business together for ten. So you uh, you started in business together. Uh, you then decided to get married, make it all legal and Fun stuff like that.
0: I think it was to save money.
1: Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever works. <laughs> you have you have two children, William and Jada, and those are from your uh from a previous marriage. But uh hearing this the story, the very interesting story beforehand, Ali, you were you basically raised those guys.
2: Those are my kids. Those are
1: your kids. Those are, yeah,
2: those are my kids, man. You know?
1: Those, those are those are your guys. And uh and going back to Stephanie, you have an undergraduate. degree in psychology you have a master of science in clinical community psychology Uh, you've worked with children with multiple disabilities um and and developmental disorders ali you've got let's see a master oh we talked about that the bachelor's in psychology the master's in sports psychology your kids have a lot of pressure man just a ton <laughs>
3: of, <laughs> of pressure. And, and they're responding, actually. They are.
2: They are responding. They're responding
3: pretty well. They have, they're both athletes. And um, this guy here came in and changed things all up for him, you know, but in a good way. That's, they were, again, we didn't really have a focus on health and fitness as much. After my first husband passed, um, it was due to, well, it was classified due to some obesity-related complications. Um, but it was really out of the blue. So I really got on my a health kick after that. And um, of course, the kids were really small then. They were just three and three years old. But he, the year prior to me meeting Ali, I had been involved in a program, a weight loss program and a health management program. And I had lost about 42 pounds.
1: Congratulations. So,
3: yeah, I was really, you know, connected to it. Obviously out of some, partly out of distress, but um, really just wanting to be healthy and be around. For, for my kids, I was that de- always have had challenges with weight myself, up and down, kind of yo-yoing, um, and so I just got really connected to
1: to to my own health, and and then a year later, I met this guy. Wow! And now the kids, um, you've got so one of your businesses is Children's Fitness Academy, uh, families overcoming obstacles together, holistic family solutions is the other company, so it's all about family. Obviously, your children can't be involved in, you know, doing psychotherapy and psychoanalysis and and all that stuff. But do they get involved in the business? Are they examples? Are they are they your test subjects? How are they involved? We know that they're um, involved in the sports stuff, but how else are they involved in the business?
3: You know, they don't. For the most part, you know, when we do a number of charitable activities, they are always there. Um, so when we we have activities about monthly where we involve our clients who the clients that we actually serve, as well as some families and our own family. That's a lot of times when Jada Trent come out and assists, And that's mostly like give give backs, um, Easter egg hunt, family fun day. um back-to-school drive, those kinds of things. And so they'll come out and help with those things. And And Jada comes to the office and hangs around. I don't know how helpful she is, <laughs> but she does come, come out there. But a lot of what they do is just try and really live a healthier lifestyle. Um, they really do buy into what we do and what the recommendations that we make on a daily basis, and they've taken them to heart. Our son was actually a, a bit overweight himself. And um, maybe about two years ago, and he's he's slimmed down considerably. I mean, he's really connected to a health regimen, as is Jada. And so they just really they just really take heed to the to the messages.
2: And what's so great about it is the fact that you, we don't have to force them to work out. You know, we don't have to force them to eat right. Obviously, it was it was definitely challenging in the beginning. But you know, as you as you guys both know, we're creatures of habit, and they have responded wonderfully to, um, the structure that we provide in our household.
1: That's so important. And that's, you know, and, and, and then getting involved in business, it's, it's both things. It's how they're being raised and how they're being prepared for the future. So that's pretty cool. Tell us why you uh, guys started in business together and were either of you an entrepreneur in the past?
2: Both of our parents were entrepreneurs. Her father owned a a, a car lot for how many years? Uh, 22, 22 years. 22 years. Mm-hmm. Um, my father, um, he, was a, he was a teacher in New York, um, but quit his job uh, and opened up a, a beauty supply store and, and also uh, started investing in real estate in New York. And um, I've seen my parents straight come from Africa. My f- mother worked at McDonald's for a number of years. My father drove a cab in New York for a number of years. I mean, with a degree, with a master's degree, um, because he didn't have his his documents. Um, But yes, yeah, I'm just I'm 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 just amazed about all, about all the things that they've been able to accomplish. Um, and you know, it's, 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 it's something that my I'm, I was blessed to see, and it's also something that inspires my children. Um, to be entrepreneurs. We that's all we talk about. I've never talked to my son about filling out a, uh, a job application or putting together a resume. Um, I just try to talk to him about nurturing his ideas, you know, being connected with a vision and not taking um, no for an answer. You know. Essential entrepreneurial um, um, tools that one must have if you want to be successful in this plant, in this field
1: so it's going to be then the third generation of entrepreneurs
2: definitely definitely we
3: hope you know we hope we will have it that way my father did own business my grandmother his his mother owned business for many years she owned a home for the age um locally for probably over 20 years too and so my family had been involved in business sometimes successful sometimes not so much but um, it did definitely offer me a different value for or about working for yourself. And, you know, the ups and the downs, because it's, it's a lot of ups, but it's also
2: there's some downs of, there. Of, <laughs> Always
3: are. A lot of challenges, too. You know, so, you know, you got to take the bitter with the sweet. We wouldn't trade it, but you definitely have to really think about all the lessons that come from everything that that we experience.
2: Especially, you know, if you're a married couple and you go into business together, man, you know, you know, owning a business alone is very difficult and challenging. But when you add marriage into the equation, man, you know, it's it's it's, it's, it's it gets even more tough. So it's very critical. Uh, very, it's very crucial that you guys, um, you know, if you if you are in a relationship and you're looking to establish a business with your partner, it's very critical that you guys have um, just a, a great amount of loyalty to one towards one another. You know, because, you know, when you're making decisions, it can get hectic. Like you guys know, you know, everybody has an opinion and typically the guys lose. (laughs) Always. (laughs) But, you know, it's it's just part of business.
1: That's right. So now you guys started the business together first and then you got married. Uh, You started dating and then you started the business. How did that work?
3: Yeah, well, we were, I was um, doing some side contract work at the time for the city I live
1: in, and
3: when I had, uh, again, I was working for a large agency for a number of years, but that, this was some contract work on the side, and around about the time I had met uh, Ali, he was finishing his first psychology degree, and the contract um, individuals that I was working with were giving me a little more business than I could manage at the time. And part of it was clinical in nature and part of it was more supervision, monitoring, um, providing just a layer of support, something that a bachelor's level person would probably be great at. So uh, what happened is I I had started talking to to him about some of what I was doing. He was very interested because a lot of it was, um, I was doing the counseling piece, but the other part of that was with what the supervision piece was, was mostly with, Males, young males, or teenage males. And so he was very interested in it. And um, we, I, I just basically, he contracted with me, along with me, to to provide some support. And he started working with these kids, uh, picking them up from school sometime, taking them home, monitoring them for, for a while. But what I found he was doing was just very sports like kinds of things with them, very athletic types of activities um and exercise kinds of activities and and they were really responding to it really responding to it and so um this was just basically in the in the wait time you know waiting for parents to come home or or waiting to go to the next activity he was playing ball and doing all these kinds of things and they were they were just really responding and so we really began to look at how we could couple um, just typical psychotherapy kinds of practices, because I was doing a lot of in-home therapy at that time um, uh, with the with the um, more positive socialization piece. Now we could connect those two and we kind of just start teaming up that way. I would do uh, less of the supervision and monitoring and and just kind of focus more on the counseling. And he would do a number of um, sports related activities with the kids and and it was just, it was a good combination, a really good combination. He was also really talking to the kids about their diet because he was really into those things. Um, And again, I had been, uh, again, about a year into my own process of of health management and weight management. And so I was much more connected to how that was related to emotional health than I had ever been before. And so it was just really um, dynamic. You know, it just kind of came together that way. And when the city, actually the, the contract t- tours, when they realized how successful it was, they began to kind of talk to us about um, something more that was more structured as related to sports and, and health or just sports and activities. And so we, we just began to say, yeah, you know, we could we could really we could do that. You know, it's working um, if we had more kids who needed this type of support, we certainly would be willing to try to make that happen. And so I guess just the two of us together for a long time worked with about maybe five to nine kids on average. Um, and then, you know, we just began to get a lot more um, interest, a lot more interest. And so we hired a couple folks folk to help out. Then I went and got a business license. <laughs> and then... <laughs> so, and then, and then, then, and, then. <laughs> and, and then, essentially, we and, and we named the business because before that, I was just working under my name, you know, as um as a counselor, right? Then, yeah, we 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 did a we got a business license. We named the business um, Family Restoration Services first um, because we've always been both of us are really connected to family to what matters for families. And so we, um, and then we later added, two years later, we added Home of the Children's Fitness Academy because it was, um, that's when we really found out how, when we were really doing the sports piece for so long um, and we saw how much of a big part of the success that that we were having, how much of a big part it was, then we um, did Home of the Children's, we renamed it to Family Restoration Services, Home of the Children's Fitness Academy. And we just really grew from there by leaps and bounds over the past uh, literally almost 10 years.
1: Wow. So now you you started dating. Now you don't know if you like each other. You may like each other. You're not sure if you like each other. Then you started a business together while you're still dating. Now <laughs> once you started the business together, and you found out that the business was kind of going successfully. Hey, what the heck? Let's just go get married and, and just put it all into one happy thing. And you've definitely told us your division of labor—who is you know, who does what in this—and how how you guys figured that out. You you kind of did that in a step by step. Oh, huh? He's good at this process, and and I think that's how it works out for the rest of us.
0: Now, Ali, I do have a question for you. When you're, when, when you're working with the kids, with the sports, and you know you have to do the teams' shirts and skins. Did Stephanie said you are going to be skins all the time? <laughs>
2: I'm not fighting it, bro. That's what I train for, six days a week.
0: <laughs> I understand. I, you know, Catherine looks at me the same way. I, I look
1: at you the same way, but it's not the it, same kind of training. Yeah, of it's
0: in disgust pretty Just, much. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so now in, in this journey that you guys have been going on, what has been your biggest entrepreneurial disagreement, and how did you work through it?
3: Huh.
0: We know there was one at least.
3: Well um,
2: many, but well, the biggest.
3: <laughs> I I would say probably just um you know, you know, really when we began to look at adding business, I think we weren't as on as much together on board with that. You know, the day to day of any business can get to you, um, just relationship wise and personally, because it's just a lot going on and our business business grew pretty fast, our main one. Because um, in 2007, we started family restoration. And then in 2009, we, we went with a nonprofit agent and we began a nonprofit agency just based on all the need that came out of our, the clients we were serving in our primary agency. Um, and then we realized that what we were what we was doing was so important and so impactful to so many people that we really needed to organize it in such a way that we can disseminate that information to everyone um, and and monetize it hopefully. And so we that's when we decided on Holistic Family Solutions. So Holistic Family Solutions was a thought long before it was a reality. We just got to the place where it was a reality at at, um, to the place where it was a reality just this year. And so um, I think the biggest disagreement was beginning that company. You know, we just in, in my mind, I didn't think we were really at a place to start something else. And um, um, Ali had it was very connected to to really making this information available for the the world at large. And so we all know what comes in to play with that. You know, it's a lot more sleepless nights, a lot more folk to involve um, just a lot more resources to, to encumber. And so, you know, for a while, again, it was a thought for a long time before it was a a real reality. And that's because we just weren't on the same page with that.
0: So now Ali, this is probably the first and last time you were right about something. So how did you convince Stephanie that you were right?
2: I created it. That's it. You just did it. Platform. Yeah, I just created a platform because I I I had an intuitive um, belief that just based on the reactions that we were getting from um, parents who weren't receiving services from our primary agency, Family Restoration Services, um, they were just coming up to me, emailing me, Facebooking me, saying, "Bro, I love all the things that you're doing, but we need that in Austin." We need that in, in, in Oklahoma. We need that in, in the Bronx. But our business, our, our, our primary business, was not located um, in those states. So I got to thinking about developing an online platform where parents all over the world could get the benefit of receiving this revolutionary information about how they can take their child's um, diagnosis into their own hands. And implement the same strategies that we've been we have we've been having success with over um, ten years at our primary business. So I just really put my head put my head into my hoodie and just started working, man, and created a platform. And you know, it's been a blessing because we learned more about ourselves and also more about our business and the principles that hold our business together during that whole process. Sure. Now, so
3: basically, he did it anyway. <laughs> That's what it comes and, down to. <laughs>
0: and then he said, listen, woman, here it is.
3: Right, exactly.
0: Then you threw something at him. I get it. I understand.
3: Right, yeah. <laughs> you know, so much is about time, and I, I certainly never disagreed with the concept and the idea. Um, and, you know, because I, I do believe what we have should be shared with everyone, definitely. But everything is about time, and you know,
2: and... It, it, but you know, as an entrepreneur, it's never the right time.
0: That's right. You just got to push through. You got it's an idea, do. do it. It's
2: never the right time. So,
0: Now, tell me some of the joys that you guys go through and experience being together
2: 24-7. See, I'll tell you right now. Please. Waking up on Tuesdays and Thursdays and Fridays and and, and looking at each other and saying, you know, what, what's your schedule? What do you have going on today? I, I just got a one o'clock. Or I, I just got a two o'clock. And after that's done, it's just me and her. I mean, we work very hard, but the ability to structure our schedules any way we want, be there for our kids. I mean, I've, I've missed literally maybe two or three basketball games in over 10 years. You know, I'm at all of my kids' major events. And so she so is she. So having that relationship, man. Having that foundation, having um, the ability to dictate our time, I think is the biggest blessing because as human beings, all we want is freedom. That's all we want is freedom. I don't care how much you get paid at your job. If you're clocking in and clocking out, I know you have an issue with that because that goes against your whole your whole genetic makeup, man.
0: That is the entrepreneurial gene, that's for sure. And some of us have it, some of us don't. And I'm glad that I have it because we, we've discovered that I'm completely unemployable.
2: <laughs> yeah, me too. I realized that at age 21.
3: And, <laughs> and, and he is com- Ali is completely unemployable. But but I was employed for a long time by a very major company that I, that you know I was very connected to. So I'm I do have the entrepreneurial gene, and I do believe it was because my family, my dad, my grandmother did as well. But I've also worked. A job very successfully for many years, and and really rose the ranks pretty quickly there. So I I think you know even with the entrepreneurial uh, mindset, certainly skill and and uh, knowing what you're doing, as goes a long way too.
1: Stephanie, tell us the truth. Could you go back and work for a corporation now and have somebody else tell you what to do, when to come in, when to leave, and how to do it? Absolutely not. <laughs>
2: I'd rather, I'd rather starve. Exactly.
3: <laughs> Absolutely not. No, I would not want to go back, want to go back to that. No, you know, but as I, as I was, and I and if I, that was the way I was working before, I probably would have left a lot sooner. Um, but because of, you know, the way I was employed and the, the length of years I had been in the position I had, it wasn't quite like that. You know, so I was a little bit I, I had a little bit better of a situation than what I think would be typical for a nine to five.
0: And let's bring it back around to the entrepreneurial stuff and tell our listeners one or two things that the two of you do to separate your family time from your business time.
3: That's so hard to do. I have the I have um, a very difficult time with that to date, just to be transparent um, because it just seems like, you know, something always comes up. I think the the what I really try to do is if we go on vacation now as of late, like over the last two years, if we do go on vacation, I try really, really hard um to stay off of the laptop and to spend some quality time doing things daily with the kids. And and with that it's just kind of delegating. I think for many years I just was not comfortable. Um, saying to a senior counselor or administrator or, you know, to to someone else that I trust to say, hey, can you take these calls? Can you take these emails for the next seven days? Can you only contact me if there's an emergency? Um, Because I I don't want to be contacted. I had a very difficult time doing that. Still do, but I have been successful doing that now. Um, for a couple for a couple of vacations. And so really it's just vacation time that I really try to do that. If we, um, otherwise I'm pretty much accessible 24 seven all the time. Um, and so it's like, we're always together anyway. So if we're doing something, phone rings or get a text, we got to respond. The kid is having a behavior, whatever. We pretty much respond together. You know, we kind of respond together or we start what we're doing. The kids are really uh, mindful now. That this is where we are and this is what we do for a living. And then we solve the issue, address the issue, and get right back to what we were doing as quickly as possible.
2: But when my kids come home from school, they see me. You know, there's never a day that goes by that when they come through those doors, they don't see me in, 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 in the house. Um, we spend a lot of time together as a family. But like my wife said, we do work a whole lot. You know, we work a whole lot. That's something that, you know, we just can't. And if you if you want to be a successful business, you have a, a business that's connected um, to your passions like we do. Um, we love it. We want to see it grow. And we love the people that work for us and the people that we treat as well. So we want to make sure that, you know, you know, we have a high le- a level of, 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 of service delivery to our clients and the families that we treat. So we have to be you know, we have to ha- we have to have our hands um, on it.
0: And, you know, it's funny because last you talk about vacation, Stephanie, last time we went on vacation over the summer and it was a cruise. And the biggest question we had beforehand was, do we get the Internet package or not?
3: <laughs> that's exactly what that couldn't be. That's hilarious because we did the exact same thing. We went on a cruise in, in June, um, just five days. And literally, the topic of conversation for, I would say, almost three weeks up leading up to that was, what are we going to do about the Internet? <laughs> How are we going to get it? How are we going to pay for the package? And, you know, essentially, and we did. We did for one device. <laughs> but we did, we had to stay connected somewhere. I was just really happy that it was an option,
0: to be uh, quite uh, honest. Absolutely. So, and fortunately, uh shipboard internet stinks, so you can't really do too much on there, so that's a good which is thing great,
2: which is great because you're on vacation that's you know, right and you're supposed to like cut off and you know it's it's therapeutic man to get away from the from from the laptop and the cell phones and the social media man just for a couple of days, man it really refreshes you unless you know man, there's another part of you that you're not connecting with when you're just so tied up
0: that's it. Yeah. When, you, mm-hmm. when all you're thinking about is the business and how do yes. I get back to it? No, look, w- you know, we, we were in Europe. It's like, look at the sites. You know, who knows <laughs> when you're going to get back here? Look at the stuff. Right. It's great. It's fantastic. This is what you should. Don't worry about email. The only thing you worry right. about is can you get maps on your phone when you're off the ship? That's, that's right. all you really need to know about. <laughs> right. I mean, right.
3: Yeah. Exactly. That's true. I mean, that's just been the hardest part to get there, you know, because when you put everything you have – body, mind, and soul into, um, into creating a business, you know, and it just, you just, it's just really hard to, to just stand back and, um, even for five days.
2: And, you know, it's not like we're selling used car parts, no disrespect to anybody who is, but you know, we're dealing with actual human beings, children, families, you know, and, and, and we have to be able to be responses to them.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, Can you guys give me one each of a book that you've read at some point that really had an impact on your business journey?
2: I'll give you right now, and I know this is a book that every um, entrepreneur probably have read, but the Tim Ferriss's Four Hour Work Week um, just have played a pivotal, uh, such a pivotal part of my life and, and, and my leadership development in regards to just delegation and automating different processes within our um, business. And another book I want to share is The Alchemist. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that, but it it was a very, very, very great book that got me over, um, you know, a very dark period when I was building the website. Because, you know, as an entrepreneur, you get kicked in your face every day until you don't. (laughs) You know, and it's like you know, we're all we're always working, we're always putting out fires. And the alchemist really taught me to just appreciate the journey, because that's what makes you, you know, we're all running to the destination, you want to get to the finish line. But what really makes you is that journey, you know, so that helped me really put a lot of things in perspective.
0: I love it. And Stephanie, what about you?
3: Well, he kind of took mine cuz I was going to say the alchemist too. The truth is, I don't do a whole lot of a whole lot of book reading. Um, but she's
2: way smarter than me. I read a book a week.
3: <laughs> he reads all the time. <laughs> I don't do a whole lot. And when I do, it's very uh, it's really not about organizational management or business management. He does a lot of reading like that. Um, Who Took My Cheese was a was a Who book moved that my cheese? Who oh, Moved my. my Cheese. Yeah, it was a book that Um, I read as part of a company initiative a while back. And I really, I really connected to that. You know, this, the world is so dynamic. The business environment is so dynamic and your cheese is going to always be moved.
2: Definitely. You know,
3: and so how you respond, how you plan for it, all of that was very um, evident in that book. And it was, it's just also the title, you know, with the little mouse guy on on the front cover. I always keep that picture in my mind and always... Remember the tenets that, of that book.
2: I think that's a great book for any entrepreneur to read because, you know, the business world changes every day, you know, whether you're aware of it or not. So you always have to have a plan set for what happens when your cheese gets moved. You know,
3: it's inevitable. Definitely. And that's kind of what the book speaks to It's going to be moved.
2: It's going um, to be
3: is you, you know, you have to plan for that because it's going to be. There's so much that's going to happen that you won't have any control over. And so you have to really be mindful of those things that you can control and and be in a place to make adjustments when necessary.
0: I like that. Now, going back to The Alchemist real quickly here, when, when Ali said The Alchemist, Stephanie, did you give him the look knowing that that was your book?
2: definitely well, I'm just, not going to let her answer I'm going to tell now, you the truth just
3: now because he, he knows I don't read many, <laughs> he knows I don't read many books and you know the I, I read a lot of articles and stuff like that but n- really not whole books and um, not very often and so you know I, I kind of felt like you guys want to get to the business part I didn't think you want to hear about my Zane stories and, uh, no I don't want to hear about and, that and, uh, <laughs>
1: nobody wants to
3: hear about that
2: I feel like at nobody wants to hear, hear about, about that,
3: that? <laughs> I didn't think you want to
2: hear about any smut books. Smut books that all of her <laughs> the most conservative of her colleagues read.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay, okay that, that's that's a topic for a different podcast. It okay. yeah, I'll, I'll send you. it is I'll send you their number.
3: <laughs> Please. So but, when he said the alchemist, I was kind of thinking that because that was a book that he read first and he was so connected to it uh, just because of the the journey that the young gentleman in the book was on um, to kind of find himself and kind of find his purpose. And he said to me, I really want you to read this book. And I and I took so long to read it. Um, and, and a couple of times he said to me, did you ever read that book or did you ever finish reading that book? And so I kind of thought he might have been thinking I was going to say that book <laughs> before he said it. But he said it anyway. But it's all good. I got who moved my cheese.
2: <laughs> so if I read it, she read it, you know?
0: There yeah. you go. That's how it is. Now, if you could give our listeners just one piece of advice, what would it be?
3: I would just say um, keep going, you know, keep going. And I, I think just everybody gets frustrated just um you know just lose focus everybody loses focus along the way Um, but just to really connect to um your inner strength and just keep going because so many things can tear you down all around you your whole periphery people environment just things so much that we can't control and and connecting to that inner strength that spiritual strength and just keep Keep moving. Keep going forward. Keep following your dreams, your passions. Keep following your heart and just keep on going. Keep going. Don't give up.
2: I would say, you know, basically anything mentally conceived can be physically accomplished. You know, your brain is a wonderful tool that can manifest anything that your heart desires. just need to um, shut down certain distractions around you social media being one of them i hate social media but um um yeah man just being focused man and not quitting you know not quitting as simple as that man because if you don't quit one of one of these days you will manifest and achieve your dream and your destiny so that's 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 what i want to add that's what i want to share
0: and then of course there's When your wife says she's not ready to do this thing in business, just do it anyway and show her.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Can't forget that one. Ali showed her.
3: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm very, I'm very proud of Holistic Family Solutions. Um, It definitely is a great platform. It has a lot of potential yet. That 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 for content, you know, to discover new content, and it's so helpful to a lot of folk. Who would not encounter this information otherwise. So, you know, I, I am really, um, really grateful for that project and the journey that it took, even though it took longer, probably, um, but it didn't, may have had to. I think it did happen in the right time.
1: It always does. It always does. So yep. now let's step away from business for a little bit. Guys, what is your favorite meal to cook together? Or what is your favorite meal at your favorite restaurant?
2: Okay, so I'm not a cook, but I garden. So the, my favorite thing for her to make from my garden is collaloo, which is a Jamaican spinach. It's delicious. It takes less than 10 15 minutes to make. And, um, yeah, that's my favorite thing. So picking anything from my garden and bringing it inside and having a, her having a put, put, put it in a, um, on the stove is, is, is always a great time.
3: So that's yeah, good... I think, yeah, I think anything from the garden is, is when we talk about together, um, because that would be the only time it would be together.
2: <laughs> I'm a traditional African man. <laughs> I, 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 this uh, is not he, my thing.
3: He, <laughs> we kind of make different recipes out of the callaloo. So sometimes we put seafood in it, in, in with the spinach, season a little differently. And sometimes we'll put, you know, some other um, meat in there but it, that that is a pretty good one as far as together me personally i love to cook i cook all the time and so i i do a lot of different things i we were out of town recently and we went to magianos which is a restaurant i really like and um i had chicken spinach manicotti that's one of my favorites at a restaurant ali does not like restaurant eating because he likes to grow he likes to eat only what he
0: grows <laughs> So do you have cows in the backyard? Exactly.
3: Well, he wants a chicken coop. But I said no.
2: no.
0: Oh oh, no no no! No, (laughs) No, Ali Ali, you and
1: I will talk later. Um, For years, I wanted a chicken coop, and in fact, one of our one of our friends uh, from church would come up behind Barry. And um and whisper in his ears, chickens are your friends. <laughs> we now have uh we now have four chickens in the yard, and we just got uh we just got two new chicks. Um, I'm hoping they're both female. I think they're both female. Um one one is undecided, but anyway, uh yeah. So we get fresh eggs, the most delicious fresh eggs. Oh. And Barry, tell them how you finally broke down.
0: Well, we. Have, we have a good uh, urban farm in our backyard, and we put wood chips around all the trees like a, like a good urban farmer should, and I found termites in there.
2: Oh. Okay, so yes. And, so and
0: sure. we do everything organically, so I'm not spraying pesticide down on my fruit trees. Sweet, uh, sweet. So I said, well, how do we get rid of it? Oh, chickens eat everything, including bugs. Wow. So that's when I made the decision, yes, we're getting chickens. Now- these are not eaten chickens. These are egg chickens. So right, we, we, right, we, right. we like to say the chickens are for breakfast, not for dinner.
2: <laughs> so listen, are you guys allowed to have roosters in your town? Because if uh, open, you're, not, you're not allowed to have any roosters.
0: Not in, well, we're in Phoenix. Not in Phoenix proper unless you have permits. And then there's a lot of outlying areas that you can get it depending on the size of your property.
1: I would like to keep what a are rooster. Are we really
2: talking about chickens
1: right
0: now? <laughs> we're talking about chickens. We're, we're
1: talking about chickens. And so. our
0: audience is probably turning, up, turning us off right now. So <laughs> let's, let's, uh, let's go to a commercial well, break. You know,
1: and, and, well, no, I still have that one other question. Oh, you got and one I more was question. going to say that when Ali goes in the backyard and takes the eggs from the chickens, then Stephanie can make a delicious frittata. Last question <laughs> in the food round, guys. Red, white, or beer. Beer. All right. <laughs> Bread. Bread and a beer. All right. Now we can take a commercial break and then come back with our pet peeve. Yay,
0: commercials. We'll be right back.
1: Hey, everybody. We know you love audio. Why else would you be listening to this podcast? Through audible.com, together 24 7 listeners can get a free audiobook. That's a free audiobook and a 30 day free trial. There's over 180,000 titles to choose from. Just go to www.audibletrial.com slash together. Again, the website is www.audibletrial.com slash together.
0: Listeners, you have a business. You need a website. There are a million choices out there. So where do you turn? Well, HostGator.com has one-click WordPress installs, or you can use their drag-and-drop website builder. They also have service and support available around the clock every day of the year, so you know you're in good hands. They already have low prices, and now HostGator.com has taken it a step further for our listeners. Use promo code TOGETHER247 to get 25% off their hosting services. Don't wait. Hit pause now and sign up at HostGator.com, unless you're driving, then wait till you get where you're going. Remember, use promo code TOGETHER247 to get an additional 25% off at HostGator.com. And we're back. So it's time for the pet peeve of the day, Catherine. We've got a pet peeve. Who's peeving? Uh, Ali is
1: peeving. I I have have never heard this one, but it annoys the ever living, ever living out of me. And I think it will, I think a lot of people will resonate with it. Ali, what is your pet peeve?
2: My pet peeve is the pressure that the people on airplanes put on you when you're trying to exit the airplane when it lands. I just can't stand it. It's too much. I can't take it. Man. I typically just sit until everybody leaves, which he hates. And I, I just because I don't want to deal with the, the shoving and everything else. <laughs> I, I my agree. Pet peeve. I can't stand it. It's too much <laughs> pressure for me.
3: It's true. I mean, just get off the plane when they get to your row. I mean, it's pretty simple to me.
2: You can't stand it.
3: I think it's the overhead luggage that, yeah, that yeah, people yeah. are grabbing down that oh, kind man. of unnerves him. The worst. But to me, I mean, you just wait till the, the it gets to your row and you just get up and walk out. I don't, <laughs> I don't
2: And every it. time we we're on a plane, I always point it out like it's the first time we ever <laughs> rode on a plane again.
0: <laughs> now, now, what drives me nuts is when you know people have a connecting flight. If your plane's coming in late, there's a connection they got to make. And the, and the flight attendants come on the radio and they say, please let these people go first. There are always the ones that you know don't have to get off the plane, but they got to be right up front. As soon as the plane lands, boom, they're in the aisle.
1: That's it. You know, hey... It's the holiday time. You're visiting your in laws. Nobody wants to make that visit go. You know, the three minutes longer that you get off the plane ahead of to. Oh, wait, we're visiting your parents. Yes, aren't we, we are. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I, I have to agree with you that and that and the ones who get up before the plane even stops. Now, <laughs> I take. I, everybody knows how mean I am. I take particular joy and gladness in my heart when the plane comes to a stop and these people are already standing up that shouldn't be, and they like fall or nearly fall and have to catch themselves. They probably threw their back out doing it. My heart smiles when that happens. It's mean, but you know, sit your rear end down until the captain turns off the seatbelt sign.
3: Well, you would think, you know, I do have a pet peeve that just came to me. And And that is when he he started talking about this
1: uh, airplane thing,
3: it's just not on the airplane that this happens. But if I'm, my pet peeve is really when people have earphones in their ears, but we can hear what, <laughs> what they're listening to. It just defeats the entire purpose of putting on earphones. And I mean, there's times I've been two or three seats from folk.
2: Replace people with Ali.
3: Well, <laughs> and I can literally almost hear word from word. What is being sung or said, or uh, what podcast <laughs> is being listened to? Together,
0: twenty four seven, of course.
3: E-book. <laughs> that really is my pet peeve. Earphones are so only the person who has the earphones in their ear can hear what is what is actually being. Communicate it. I not agree. Everyone around you. I
1: agree. And how are you not deaf from that? But anyway, exactly. I don't even
3: know. I mean, I, it's it defeats the whole purpose of having earphones mm-hmm. in. I think Everybody. we could do a whole
0: show on airplane annoyances. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. There are,
1: okay. There are Facebook pages. There are Facebook groups and pages of, of uh, annoyances on airplanes. I'm gonna. So. Can I plug one? Yes. It's called yes.
0: Passenger sh- passenger Shaming. Look it up on Facebook. They have a whole page. <laughs> passenger it's awesome. Shaming. Awesome.
1: So Ali, Stephanie, thank you guys so much for being on our show, for sharing the wonderful work that you're doing with kids and families and your, and your own very unique story. Um, we've got all of their contact information. We'll have that on the show notes page because there's a lot of good stuff. Uh, especially on the newest site that they've put up together. So if you're not in the Hampton, Virginia area, you can still benefit from uh, from their wealth of knowledge about kids and families. Guys, thank you again so
0: much for being on the show.
3: Thank you so thank much you for so having much. us. It was a great pleasure being here.
0: And we'll catch everyone next time. See you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. We want to thank you again for listening. Be sure to go to iTunes to subscribe to our podcast, rate it, and review it. And if you have any suggestions, just email us directly together at together247.net.
1: Check us out on our website at together247.net slash resources for some great ideas, resources, and offers for your business. And don't forget to click on our sponsors links as well.
0: Do you own a business with your sweetheart? We'd love to hear from you. Email us at guests at together247.net.
1: And don't forget, we have a new episode every Monday and every Thursday. So go ahead and subscribe and keep on listening.